Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Well, glad to have you back inside the Money Night Podcast. I'm Ben George. He is Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies. Wade, I know we talk about a lot of different aspects of retirement planning, and I know you take that comprehensive approach. And if you want to learn more about the approach that you and your team take, we've, we've gone into it pretty good. And it's, uh, it's very interesting, that smart choices, wealth management solution that you offer. But one piece of that is estate planning, right? Right. That's certainly big- an important, we call it, we call it wealth transfer. Okay. And when we talk about the four quadrants of um, advanced planning, we're talking about charitable giving, wealth transfer, wealth enhancement, and wealth protection. Well, I think what's interesting too is is uh, is trying to explain the differences between those because we hear you know estate planning, but how is that different from wealth transfer? And yeah, you know, I think we can kind of re- relate back to this. Uh, I guess a, a talk that was or a speech that was given. You can give a little more insight on this. Uh, a conversation that Ron Blue had this earlier this year uh, at the Kingdom Advisors Conference that you found pretty interesting, right? Yeah, and I you know I did a podcast with Ron that you can listen to where he talks and he's a wealth of knowledge. But at this particular breakout session at the conference, he talked about the idea of state planning versus wealth transfer. And I thought it was really good. It was really long, so I won't go into all of it. But you know, the first thing he said was, hey, there's three questions we need to answer. First of all, who owns it? Okay. How much is enough? And is the next steward chosen and prepared? Right? And He talked about having a life purpose of biblical stewardship, which he said is the accomplishment of God-given goals and objectives using God-given resources. So when he comes to estate planning, he talked about the differences between estate planning and wealth transfer. So I thought I'd highlight those a little bit. We could talk about them. So when we think about pure estate planning, what we're really focused on is the impact on the donor and the estate, right? You know, where does the estate go to? How do I save money on estate taxes? Things like that. Right. Uh, really nothing happens. I mean, you do the planning now, but it, nothing happens at, until death. Uh, the estate plan goes into effect at death. And a lot of times it's driven by tax efficiency. It could be something that you do to you know, honor your, yourself. And a lot of times it's used to help retain control. So that's traditional estate planning. Right. Now we think about more biblical wealth transfer, the highest, the the impact on the beneficiaries or those who they're going to get it, whether it's your family, whether it's charities, that's the highest priority. And the whole process begins now. You don't wait. You begin now. And it's driven by stewardship. It's driven by honoring God. And it's one of the differences is in a lot of cases, the transfer of ownership might begin now. Okay. Hmm. So two pretty big differences when you think about estate planning. Typically, I think most people, when they think about estate planning, they just say, well, I'm going to get a will or a trust. I'm going to leave my money to my kids equally, and I'm done with it. But, we, but wealth transfer says, hey, we want to put a, lot, a little more thought into that and make sure that we're you know, honoring God with all those decisions. That can be difficult, though, right? Yeah. Because helping heirs... First of all, you want to help people without harming them. So what do I mean? Well, you know, if you've got someone who 
you know, is that maybe they've lived a rel relatively simple life and they've worked hard for their money their entire life. And all of a sudden you dump this big, huge pile of money on them that may or may not help them. You know, maybe you've heard, I know, Ben, of all the people that have gotten lottery payments and stuff like that. And yeah, the percentage yeah. of how many of them actually have any money within 10 years. That's pretty I mean, it's, small, yeah. It's small, and they and it doesn't necessarily mean their life is any better. And I've seen that. I've seen that in my own practice where – so you have to understand, you know, you want to help people without harming them. You know, if you have somebody who's a who's struggled with money their entire life and has, you know, been a spendthrift and hasn't managed money well, again, giving them a bunch of money – all at once may or may not be in their best interest. Talk about sibling rivalry. You know, you may have two, you know, in my case, my brother and I would get along great and he's a great guy and, and there's no, we have no issues. Um, but in some families, maybe that's not the case. You got to think that through. Sometimes there's expectations, you know, maybe the, the sons and the daughters, the sons-in-laws, the daughter-in-laws, the grandchildren, step-grandchildren, you know, there's a lot of different people in the mix you have to think about. Of course, you want to make sure that your spouse is provided for. You want to make sure that you're providing for the kingdom. And then you've got things like business succession, tax complexities, all kinds of things. So wealth transfer is difficult. Um, it takes a lot more thought. And so what Ron talks about is having a decision-making process to go through that, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first decision you got to make is transfer. And you can either transfer to your heirs, to charity, or taxes. Okay. So once you decide that, those three groups you can transfer to, you have to ask yourself three questions. What's the worst or best thing that can happen if I transfer wealth to so-and-so? Mm -hmm. Okay. So think about, you know, you transfer wealth to a child and maybe they, you know, they're married and their husband's a good provider and has done well. And he's taken time over the, the years to, to build his business and things like that. And he takes great pride in that. And he takes his role of a provider very seriously. And then all of a sudden something happens and there's a big lump sum of money or available money. What, what's the best thing or worst thing that can happen? You just have to understand that it may be good. It may be bad, but you want to think it through and, is it serious and how likely is it to occur? So that's one thing to think about. The second thing, so is transfer. The second thing is treatment. Okay. And I've talked about this before. Let's talk about kids. You love your children equally, but you treat them uniquely. So if you've got a child, for example, who maybe is a single mom and is in a difficult financial situation or just is struggling a little bit more. And then you have a son who is, you know, a serial entrepreneur and, you know, multimillionaire. Is it really necessary or is it really the, the most loving thing to do is to give, treat them equally and say, well, I'm going to give equal amounts to this one or this one. Maybe not. You know, maybe it's that, you know, my brother has five children. So, you know, he has, his needs are a little bit different than mine. So just things to, things to think about. And then timing. That's the third decision you got to think about is when's the right time to transfer assets to maximize the use by you, your heirs, and and your favorite charities and things that you've done. 
And Ben, I've talked about this saying before, but you do your giving while you're a living, so you're a knowing where it's a going. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean you necessarily give everything away today. It just means that you start to think about the process and you don't necessarily wait until you're gone to start doing all these things. I mean, I'll give you a great example. My parents have done a great job over the years of saving and building up wealth. One of the things that they wanted to do for their grandkids is help with their college education. And, you know, they were able to do that through careful planning, but they did that giving while they were living. So they they did get to see where it was going. And they did get to make sure that the the grandchildren were honoring their part of the deal to, you know, stay in school and things like that. So to me, that's a good example of an idea of wealth transfer. You know, that it was in their plan. It was something they could do. They could have just wait. They could just hold on to all the money. And then when they die, there'd be a nice pool of money for their kids and grandkids. But in this, but this way they got to see the benefit of it. They got to help their grandkids now. And to me, I think that's, you know, it didn't certainly didn't hurt anyone. It just helped. It gave them more options to, you know, go to a, go to college. So I just thought that was great. And that's a good example of a, of a wealth transfer decision versus a just pure estate planning. And Ron talked about this too, Ben, that you don't want to use the money to, or you don't want to use money at all to manipulate behavior. So, you know, you're going to, if you do these certain things and I'll money, I'll have money for you there or change someone's lifestyle. The idea would be leaving them so much money or giving them so much money that they can maybe do things that they wouldn't otherwise be able to afford. Mm-hmm. Destroy the need to provide. I talked about earlier that example of maybe you have a daughter who's married to a husband. He's feels his calling to provide for that daughter. You don't want to take that necessarily away. You don't want to do anything that comes between husbands and wives or between parents and children's. Uh, children. And so part of the wealth transfer process is thinking about those things, right? It's not just, in my opinion, just I'm going to have a will. I'm going to leave half to each kid. Done. No, it's really thinking it through and making sure you put a lot of thought into it. I mean, in the end, it's your choice, not your kid's choice, what you do with the money. Uh, You don't want to be manipulated by anybody, uh, their demands or their expectations. You want to make sure that the who gets it it's the best for them and that it's going to, that they're ready to receive the funds. So those are some, I thought those were some great talks or great ideas that Ron talked about in that presentation. And it just got me to thinking, if nothing else, hey, it's not just, shouldn't just be a cut and dry, I'm going to do a will and leave it to, to, you know, half and half or whatever the case may be and be done with it. I, want, I think it makes sense to put some more thought into it, how that's going to affect the future generations. How can I do it in the way that honors them, honors God, and it's the best opportunity for it? Because we all know of situations where people were, you know, one day they wake up and there's a inheritance that comes their way. Is that always necessarily the best case? It's not. I loved it. I love the, I love the wisdom that Ron gives. And I urge you to listen to his other podcast as well that I did with him recently. Yeah, that was episode 84. So you can find it. Just log online, chessmanwealth.com. It's only a few episodes back, so you don't have to go back very far. But you'll find it right there on the website. Uh, you can just go to 
Uh, top right corner is a menu that says insights um, and tools. You can click on those and find podcasts there and be able to, it was a great conversation. I think really interesting to hear uh, Ron's just, just a perspective on, you know, reaching financial contentment. And then, you know, this whole conversation about how to pass on those assets in the most efficient way and effective way is, is really interesting. So I encourage you, if you have questions for Wade, to follow up with him and get into this more in depth. I know you like talking about it, Wade. It's a big part of it. Yeah, I would love do. to talk to people. You know, if you have, if you, if you say, well, that, that's interesting. What do you mean by this whole concept of wealth transfer? Let's, let's get into it and, you know, have a good open conversation. I think, I think it's interesting. Right. All right. Well, you can find, again, find Wade online, chessmanwealth.com. If you want to call as well, you can do that at 214-572-2120. All right, Wade, great information, great insight, and we always appreciate your time here on the podcast. Thanks, Ben. We have a good week, and uh, you listening as well, please hit subscribe, a new podcast coming in a couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you then. Take care. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.